During this segment, we will also engage in a fruitful conversation on a Philadelphia neighborhood packed with history. The Strawberry Mansion neighborhood was once one of the wealthiest in the 19th century. Strawberry Mansion is located east of Fairmount Park in North Philadelphia. The neighborhood is surrounded by 33rd Street to the west, 29th Street to the east, Lehigh Avenue to the north, and Oxford Street to the south. The area is home to historical landmarks like the Strawberry Mansion Bridge, the John Cole Train House, and the Henry O. Tanner House. In the 1880s, the neighborhood developed as a working class residential area. Many of the residents using the Strawberry Mansion Bridge to access other areas of the city, like Fairmount Park. By 1950, the area was predominantly Jewish. This, however, changed when African Americans began to migrate to the neighborhood to escape racial tensions of the South. Because of this shift, the neighborhood experienced economic decline and today has remained predominantly Black. The neighborhood still has a deep connection to music and the arts. Both Artist Henry O. Tanner and saxophonist John Coltrane lived and fulfilled their careers in the neighborhood. Today, the neighborhood still maintains its cultural roots in arts, music, and education. Housing, housing murals and musical venues like the Dell Music Center. Strawberry Mansion ushered in new artists like Neek Mills, who has generously donated back to the community and even spoke out against social and racial issues and Grammy-nominated singer Jasmine Sullivan. This diverse history continues to be the influence in the future of the neighborhood and surrounding neighborhoods. Earlier, we talked about the neighborhood's devotion to art, music, and education. Now we get the opportunity to look at some places in Strawberry Mansion that have helped the neighborhood continue to flourish. The Strawberry Mansion Learning Center was opened in 2008 at the corner of 29th and Dolphin. Kevin Erbschuh founded the nonprofit after he inherited the building, which was a local bar for 40 years, from his mother. Today, the center serves the community as a safe haven for children, offering tutoring, mentorship, and community service programs. Just a few blocks away on 33rd and Diamond, Mandar Recreation Center is one of the area's pride and joy. It is the most used recreation center in the neighborhood and offers a number of resources for the community. Originally built in 1961, Mandara has more than a rec center. It also offers programs like soccer, flag football, cheerleading, salsa, and arts and crafts. Throughout the years, community organizations have teamed up to pursue projects that help improve the park and recreation center. After experiencing economic decline in the 50s and 60s, Strawberry Mansion has been on a constant mission for community activists to rebuild and restore the neighborhood, with property redevelopment and culture being their main focus. The neighborhood's history of wealth, however, remains evident today. In 1990, the H. Joseph Widener Branch Free Library was opened in Widener Mansion at the corner of Broad and Gerard. It was a gift of Peter Widener in memory of his wife. The Widener family was one of the wealthiest families in the U.S. at one point. Today, the library offers a number of reading programs that focuses on youth development. These are just a few of the resources that have helped embrace the community's long-standing vision for success.
Henry Ashwood Tanner was born in Pittsburgh in 1859 to Benjamin Tucker Tanner, a teacher and minister in the African Methodist Episcopal Church, and Sarah Miller Tanner, who escaped slavery using the Underground Railroad. The Tanner family settled in Philadelphia in 1864, and by 13, Tanner wanted to pursue art after witnessing a painter at work in Fairmont Park one day. His passion for art carried him across the U.S., from Philadelphia to Georgia to North Carolina, and eventually overseas to places like London, Rome, and Paris. Tanner was the first African-American internationally acclaimed artist. He was known for his biblical paintings, which reflected his father's work as a minister and later bishop in the AME Church. He would also later become known for his paintings that depicted the Black experience in the 19th century. Tanner has several renowned paintings, like his famous 1893, The Banjo Lesson. Although the banjo was often used to mock black people in minstrel shows, this painting shows a soulful example of black culture being uplifted and appreciated. The painting tells a story of a cultural transmission from one generation to the next. Today, Tanner is recognized as one of the most distinguished artists of the 19th century. His paintings are featured in exhibits across the world, including the Philadelphia Art Museum and the Smithsonian Museum. John Coltrane was born in 1926 in North Carolina. In 1943, he moved to Philadelphia after experiencing the loss of several loved ones, including his father. Coltrane is known for his work as the influential jazz musician and composer. Many of his saxophone sounds mimic the sounds he heard as a boy growing up in the Southern Black Church. Coltrane is known as a jazz pioneer for his work in bebop and hard bop jazz. Coltrane's house stands as a historical Philadelphia landmark, the Coltrane House, which resides at the corner of North 33rd Street, was where Coltrane, his mother, and his cousin lived. Coltrane would later use it as an alternative residence to his home in New York, where he died. The house is used to host community events like jazz workshops and even concerts for the neighborhood's high school, including Strawberry Mansion High School. Although they lived in different eras, both men have left their marks on the Strawberry Mansion neighborhood, living just blocks away from each other. Philadelphia is known for being a city hustling and bustling with life. With Strawberry Mansion being connected to major outlets like 33rd Street and Lehigh Avenue, the neighborhood too is pulsing with city life. Yet the area also has a beautiful green landscape. As mentioned previously, the neighborhood's proximity to Fairmount Park is an important part of its history. But why? The historical Strawberry Mansion was built by lawyer and state legislator William Lewis. His home, where he focused some of his work on abolishing slavery, is now in the largest Fairmount Park historical home. Lewis's work as an abolitionist still echoes in the community today. Current community organizations have worked to create opportunities for its current residents, from educational to artistic, and even accessibility to the world of nature that lives just next door at Fairmount Park. One of these opportunities includes the Discovery Center, a collaboration between Outward Bound and Audubon, Pennsylvania, where organizations expose more than 6,000 students to the wonders of outdoors. Strawberry Mansion has been an African-American community since the 1960s, and since then, the community has undergone many changes.
The community has experienced a decrease in property value, a spike in street violence, and an overall lack of accessibility, with community centers unable to receive funding to continue operating. However, Marcy Grundes, a reporter for Capital Weekly, reminds us that the access to nature is not a privilege. It's a necessity for our health and well-being, and that's what Fairmount Park does for its residents. It provides a beautiful green space for everyone in the community. There are two opposing forces within the community. On one hand, the community groups engage in redevelopment projects to help restore the neighborhood. But on the other hand, investors have also engaged in gentrification projects that often drive residents out of their homes. With the area facing issues such as high crime and a lack of resources, there is still much work to revive the Strawberry Mansion neighborhood. Community groups have made great achievements in their efforts to improve the neighborhood. Just this January, City Council approved a special zoning code that attempts to limit gentrification by enhancing the special district, encouraging economic development, and preserving rural character. By the year of 2050, the neighborhood will most likely look very different. As redevelopment projects that have remained active in the neighborhood for quite some time continue. While gentrification will possibly drive the property value up and even force some current residents to move out, the investment into the community can be really good. Nonetheless, community involvement is not likely to cease. In fact, it is possible that the neighborhood will be able to receive more funding in the next 30 years. The community has always resisted gentrification and uplifted community redevelopment projects. The persistence of residents will not only improve infrastructure, but education as well, making room for the next generation of mothers, students, activists, and inspirational residents.